Welcome to the Living to Thrive with Cancer podcast, a podcast about the big and little issues that come with living with cancer. I'm Catherine White, a stage four colon cancer thriver, passionate about supporting others who have faced a cancer diagnosis and are looking to feel empowered in taking back control of their health and happiness. My own health scare helped me to learn more about myself and how to live with cancer, and it led me to become a cancer support coach so I can help others through the ins and outs, the ups and downs, and all the crazy things that come with life with cancer. So let's get started. Welcome to episode 2.1 of the Living to Thrive with Cancer podcast. In today's episode, I am being totally self-indulgent, and I am talking all about myself. Why? Because tomorrow is my day. Tomorrow, January 18th, is my 51st birthday. Last year, when I turned 50, I was literally recovering from my fifth cancer-related surgery that I had had the day before my birthday, and things were still kind of COVID-y, so it was low-key, but it was lovely. My husband put together a nice little gathering for me at the end of our driveway, and it's winter in Canada, so I had like the little fire pit and a bench and a cover, and people drove by and waved and dropped off flowers. It was lovely, but it wasn't the way that I thought I was going to spend my 50th birthday. So this year, right now, I am speaking to you from Costa Rica. My husband and I are celebrating his 50th birthday from 2020, our 25th anniversary from 2021, and my 50th from 2022. So we are parked in the jungle, listening to monkeys, searching for sloths, eating clean, healthy food, hiking, and doing a whole lot of nothing. So good. In today's episode, what I do want to do is share with you the joy that I feel in turning 51 years old, but also another special date that's important in my cancer story. And I want to talk about what I've learned and what I'm grateful for. So let's get started. So as I shared, January 18th, tomorrow, is my 51st birthday. And some people get all freaked out about birthdays and they get freaked out about getting older, but not me. I am so freaking excited to be turning 51. And it's also my eighth year since being told that I had stage four colon cancer. And as I've shared in the past, I never looked at the numbers, like my life expectancy stuff that doctors tend to tell you around my type and stage of cancer. And that was a conscious choice. And I think it was one of the best decisions I made as a part of my whole cancer process. So as I'm turning 51, I'm also taking this time to celebrate not just being here because you know, cancer, but what I've learned in the last eight years. And I would have to say that I have learned more about myself in life since getting cancer than I did in the 43 years prior. So I want to start with just some like surface lessons. That's kind of what I call them. They're like the stuff that's sort of not light, but it's the stuff that is like what you would kind of expect. Things that I've learned that aren't really out of the ordinary. So the first thing and was the first thing that I explored after I finished my treatments and tried to was trying to get my life back together was food. You know me. I love food. I love talking about food. I love teaching you about food. And what I've learned about food is that everything you eat matters. You need to eat clean. You need to eat whole foods. You need to stop eating the crap. I have cut so many things out of my diet 
but more importantly, brought so many things in that helped me to feel strong and energized and also helped me to support my mental health in believing that I am doing something as an active participant to be and stay healthy. So food is number one on my list of things that everyone has access to and that I found the easiest to make a change in. And then exercise is my second thing. Exercise is so important. And I've talked about it before, how we're told to sit and be still and be quiet when we have cancer, when we're in treatment or right after surgery. But I want to debunk that myth. I want to say that it's really important that we are doing movement regularly. So I learned in this lesson of mine that I needed to get my butt off the couch and I needed to get my body moving and I needed to get outside and I needed to maintain that. That needed to become and has become a long-term practice for me. And I would invite you to consider doing the same thing. Now, pre-cancer, I was doing yoga for like power yoga. I wanted the sweat in the hot studio. I wanted the muscle building. I wanted the intensity. And I was a marathoner, so I was running a lot, long distances, a lot. But what I've discovered post-cancer me has learned is that I don't need to do exercise for competition, even competition with myself. I just need to do it for fun, for enjoyment, and for maintaining my health. So no more marathons for me, but I am definitely all in for yoga. And I've learned to take care of myself. A client and I were talking today about how moms, women are notoriously um, dedicated to other people's well-being, notorious for not putting themselves first or even sometimes on the list. And what I learned after getting cancer was that I needed to be on the list. I needed to put my health and my happiness on the list and I needed to be my own best advocate. I needed to speak up about when I wanted things for myself. I needed to talk to my doctors openly and honestly about how I was feeling because that's part of taking care of myself is understanding that I have needs and I need to voice those needs. And then I needed to learn how to slow down get myself into things that I enjoyed doing, bring back things that I had enjoyed pre-kids, pre-full-time teaching, and really go back to me. Who was I? Who am I? What do I like doing? What do I want to do? And get rid of the other stuff. So those are kind of the surfacey type lessons. Eat well, move the body, take care of myself. But then there's these deeper lessons that come from, maybe it comes from getting older, but I think for me, it's not just about getting older. I mean, freaking every day is a gift for me getting older. I'm just so grateful to be here. But there's these deeper lessons that maybe come from wisdom also and experience. So I just want to go through what some of my deeper lessons that I've learned are. And it starts with, as I said, every day is truly a gift. And it shouldn't take a health crisis for us to know this, for us to realize this. Every day is a gift. But in my case, I have come to this from having had cancer. And I'll just say also from 51 years of life experience. So don't take your health and your life for granted. Take care of your health right now. 
enjoy your life right now, do the things you want to do right now, because this is the moment. This is the present when you have the opportunity to do the things. The past stuff is gone and the future isn't here. So just enjoy life right now. I've also learned that it's okay to ask for help. This has not been my gift. This is a pattern through my whole life and I have some understanding of why I had to learn to become self-sufficient, why I didn't feel like I could rely on other people, why I felt like if I just did it myself, then I could count on myself to get it done. And that's a whole bunch of deep thought work that I've been working on, trying to work through those pieces. But what I know is that I now understand the value of asking for help and needing support and asking for it. And I know that asking for help and support is a superpower because not everybody knows how to, is able to, wants to ask for help. And there's no shame in reaching out. It just requires a little bit of, you know, going inside, a little bit of self-talk maybe, and saying it's okay. People want to help. That's something that I have had to learn and that I need to always remember. Next is the work that you do to support your body also requires you to do work to support your mind and your spirit. In other words, body, mind, and spirit. The three are not separate from each other. When you work solely on your body, you are neglecting the essence of yourself, of your spirit, your who you are, and you're neglecting the management of your mind and only focusing on that tangible physical piece. But the mind work, when you learn how to hear how you're speaking to yourself, learn how to manage your thoughts, learn how to manage your stress, learn how to come back to yourself in your thoughts and also in how you feel about yourself in that spirit side of yourself, that's going to support the body. And when you take care of the body, you're going to support the mind and the spirit. We are not three separate pieces. We are all three of these pieces put together. And it took me going to yoga teacher training and it took me getting cancer, which came after or came before I got went to yoga teacher training to realize that it's not about just eating, sleeping, exercising and repeating. It's about slowing down, honoring your body and your mind and your spirit so that they can work together to help build health and joy and self-belief and self-love. It's such a valuable lesson. I've learned that there is more to life than work, especially if work is wearing you down and it doesn't bring you joy. I enjoyed being a teacher, but it was literally wearing me down. And I have, I remember moments of coming home and just being so emotionally done and so physically exhausted. I remember moments at work where I was just overwhelmed by all of the things that were going on. I loved teaching. And I loved working with the kids that I taught, but it started to not be joyful anymore. And so when I got cancer, that was my opportunity. And I was blessed to be able to do that. But it was my opportunity to say, I think this part of my life is done. I think this teaching piece in a classroom, in a school is done and step away from that. But what that's allowed me to do in coming 
through cancer and learning about myself, diving into that body, mind and spirit stuff is to see that I am a teacher at heart and I will always be a teacher. And so I could teach in a different way because I thought for a while that there was nothing else I could do. I thought, well, I was a teacher. Now what do I do? But I can teach in so many different ways and bring all of that knowledge that I learned as a teacher and apply it to the coaching and to the programs that I have to offer. So do what brings you joy. When you love your work, it nurtures your spirit and fills you up. And I am in a place of so much joy and loving what I do so much and wanting to reach so many people because my spirit is so full and what I want to share is just like, it's like ready to go. And, and all I need is to have the people to share it with, which is why I'm doing this podcast because I want you to feel the same passion that I do for taking care of yourself and for doing things that love you love and doing things that bring you joy in the moment, in the right now. Oh, I get a little bit passionate when I talk about these things. But the next part of that is exactly what I'm talking about, and that is being in service to others. There's a lot of value in helping other people, in volunteering, and in doing good things that are selfless. The work that I do as a cancer coach allows me to help other people. It allows me to support them at a time when they need support that they may not even know that they need. In my private life, I do some work with an air cadet squadron, and it brings me so much joy to still be working with teenagers in that teaching capacity and to watch them learn and grow as well. And it's really something that is done from a selfless place. The joy that I get out of it is from watching them learn and them grow. And it is the same with my clients. I feel so much joy and gratitude for the people that I get to work with who are learning more about themselves and are diving into modalities that may they have, may never have tried before in order to get the support that they want and that they need. It's just such a beautiful thing. This one is a really interesting one that I have learned, and that is to set boundaries. Younger Catherine, pre-cancer Catherine, did not have very good boundaries. It's interesting. I had like walls around myself to protect myself, but I didn't have boundaries where I could say, that's not okay for me. I'm not going to do that. I just had walls that would protect me from other people's energy. And what I've learned is that these boundaries really matter. And that when you have some boundaries, you actually develop your voice. Your ability to say, no, I'm not going to do that. Yes, that feels okay. I'm not going to participate in that conversation. And it allows you and it's allowed me to not have everybody in my space. And maybe, again, this is an age thing that over years, friendships and even family relationships change and that not everybody is invited into my space anymore. And that's not a problem for me. It's just, I think, one of those progressions in life. And I hear my clients talk about even friendships that have transformed as they've been diagnosed with cancer. Things change. People change. Your circle will change. And that's okay. You don't have to let everyone in and you shouldn't let everyone in. It's really important, I think, to be discerning on who you invest your energy and your emotions in. 
because the energy vampires will leave you completely depleted and feeling like you have nothing left for yourself. And they can totally kill your joy and make you feel like a bad person for not feeding what they want from you while you are trying to nurture yourself. So I think, you know, boundaries, and we hear a lot about that in social media and on podcasts and whatever these days, but I think boundaries is a huge lesson that I have learned and I feel really good about it. I have also learned to live my life out loud, to do things that make me laugh, to challenge my fears and do things that are outside of my comfort zone. So one of the big things that I did um, I think I was 44. It was just after I had finished all of my treatments and everything. And I probably should have waited a little bit longer, but I decided that I was going to learn how to ride a motorcycle, of which I am completely terrified of. But I just turned to my husband. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I just, I'm going to learn how to ride a motorcycle. And so I did. And so we bought me this little motorcycle and my husband bought one so he could ride with me. And I went to classes and I learned how to ride it. And I was never really comfortable on it. And one day I was out by myself. I thought I'd be really brave. And I went for a ride by myself. And I had a very near miss with a truck who actually the guy was being an ass. He like whipped up beside me and kept going and then turned around and did it in the other direction. Like he was being a total jerk and I didn't appreciate it. But it scared me enough to say, you know what, Catherine, you didn't die. So maybe, um, you know, from cancer. So maybe don't do this risky motorcycle thing. Like maybe this isn't your jam. And so the motorcycle came and the motorcycle went, but I did it. I challenged my fears. I gave it a try. I stepped outside my comfort zone and then I pulled back in just a little bit. That's not a bad thing, but I think it's important that we do live our life out loud, that we don't sit in the wings waiting for the things to happen. We need to make the things happen. You need to make the things in your life happen. This Costa Rica trip has been seven years in the making. We have been waiting and waiting and waiting for it to happen. And now it's here. And so we're just going to do everything that we want to do in these next five days and just really love our life out loud. And that includes for us spending this time together because that's really important to us. We enjoy each other's company and that's part of our happiness. The last thing on my list is gratitude. Be grateful every day. Gratitude is healing. When you are practicing inside of yourself or when you are verbalizing, or when you are thinking about things that make you happy, things that bring you joy, things that you are grateful for, your body hears that message. And healing comes from beautiful vibrational energy that you can create in yourself just by practicing gratitude. We can align our thoughts with our spirit just by practicing gratitude and our body will respond to that. Our cortisol will come down, our happy hormones will go up, and we'll appreciate what we have when we practice gratitude. I practice gratitude every single day. I get up every single morning and I do my bowing practice where I let go of the things that no longer serve me. I am grateful for the things that bring joy into my life and that changes every day. And I give myself the space to create intentions and positive affirmations for the rest of the day so that I am completely embodying 
getting rid of the past and being in the present. It's really beautiful practice. Maybe you want to practice gratitude by journaling or creating your own little ritual around it. Light some candles maybe or listen to some music. Maybe you need to speak it out loud. Maybe you just need to say it to yourself. But gratitude really is not an attitude. It is a lifestyle and it's so important. So what else do I have that I can be grateful for and that I want to honor today as I am celebrating my 51st and my 8th birthdays? I have an absolutely amazing husband and two beautiful sons. My husband John has been my rock since the day that I met him, but from the moment that I started to feel sick and I received my diagnosis, he has been non-stop at my side when I needed him. He is my greatest gift. And my sons, they're adults now, they're 24 and almost 23. They don't live at home, but they contact us, they text us, we have a family chat, they come home and visit when they can. We have a beautiful relationship with our family that I truly believe cancer helped us to build. Because we had to come together as a family. We had to regroup when we looked at each other in the living room on January 10th of 2015 when I said, I have cancer, and everyone went, what the hell? <laughs> like, oh my God, what just happened? And we had to figure it out as a family. It wasn't always pretty. We had our moments. Teenage boys are challenging on a good day. Marriages can be challenging on a good day. But we really hunkered down as a family and made sure we spent time together, practiced kindness as much as we could. The boys took care of me when their dad was away and I couldn't take care of myself. Like what more could I ask than to have a family who was able to move through this with me as a part of me and support me and love me even when things got really, really shitty. I have a life that brings me so much joy. I have wonderful friends. As I said, some have gone and some are new and they're just a beautiful part of where I am in my life now. And I am grateful for that. I have found what I believe to be my dharma, my calling, what I'm supposed to be doing. I have always been a teacher, but cancer support coaching for me, it's not about teaching. It is about taking what I have learned and just wanting to share it with other people so that you can have the same opportunities. I know that I am doing the work that I am meant to be doing and that makes getting up every single day absolutely amazing. I don't mind sitting in my office and doing my podcast and writing posts and writing newsletters because it's all part of it for me. It's all part of doing the work that I think cancer has led me to be doing. And I'm eternally grateful for that. And then in all of that, I have found healing and peace. This girl that is talking to you right now is not the same girl that I was before cancer. I was a wound up, tight, angry, moving fast forward, nonstop, don't sit down, get shit done, raging at times, miserable at times, happy at times, 40 something. But since cancer, things are different. I feel so much calmer in my life. 
I feel, like I said, that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I feel peace. Things don't rattle me the way that they used to. I don't worry about the future as much because I understand the gift of the present. And I suppose that is my birthday gift to myself, is this gift of the present, my life gift to myself, of knowing that any problem has a solution. You just need to slow down, calm down, take a look at it, that there is so much joy to be lived, there's so much fun to be had, and when things get hard, I know that I have learned and gathered tools to support myself. And that's part of my healing. And all of that is allowing me to feel peaceful and joyful and celebrate this 51st birthday with so much gratitude. And that's my wish for all of you. I want the same thing for you. And I know that this list of things that I have said may feel like it's overwhelming or unattainable, but trust me, you can totally do this too. It is totally attainable. You just have to be willing to look inside, do the work, and ask for help when you need it. So I just want to thank you so much for being here with me on my birthday. I am grateful for each and every one of you as you tune into the podcast and you send me messages about what you're learning and how it's helping you. That is just the most beautiful gift I can get. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I do want to share with you just before I close for today that I have created a community for people like me and like you who are looking to thrive with cancer, who are looking for more than just getting by day by day and are looking for life outside of the doctor's office. I've created a program called Thrive Together and it is going to be available again in March. So if you would like to get your name on the wait list for that so that you can receive the emails and the information, you are welcome to head over to the show notes and grab that link. This group coaching program is a, a package of everything that I have learned about the body, the mind and the spirit. We're going to walk through these things together for 12 weeks with live coaching and with handouts and resources for you to do in the background so that you can support yourself and you can learn how to thrive. I hope that you'll be there. The link is in the show notes for you. And I just want to thank you again so much for being here today, for taking a few moments out of your time to listen to this podcast. I hope you have a beautiful rest of the day. And may you live your life to your fullest, follow your heart, and thrive in all you do.